And boom, we're back for another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winner, and I'm here as always with the incomparable Dr. Bear Paul Lando coming to you live and direct from the beautiful state of Jefferson, where freedom still reigns supreme here on the gorgeous flowing uh, Smith River. It's vibrant and, and just so healthy with all the rain and snow we've gotten this year. Uh, an amazing spring so far. Bear have been really enjoying all the videos from the farm this week on Instagram. Uh, we've been trying to share them on Telegram as well. Wow, all the work. It looks like you guys are having so much fun doing it. Mark Guyver crushing it. Uh, shout out to everybody helping out on the farm. Of course, Shannon. Um, and uh, who else uh, is over there? Um, who am I forgetting? We could uh, use some uh, more volunteer hole diggers too, if you're free ever. Yes, I know. I'm busy uh, uh, doing uh, interviews in front of computers for the end of COVID. I'd love to be outside actually <laughs> digging holes. I got to get over there. Um, I'm having Come a little bit take of a break. screen fatigue for sure. Uh, and also a shout out to Jacob, our, our intern, who's been uh, doing a ton of work on the new website for us. He's uh, been in our digital intern, uh, Jacob. Wanted to give you a shout out. Thanks, buddy, for all the hard work you've been doing. Uh, but yeah, uh, so, so great to see. So guys go join us over there on Instagram. If you don't want to be an Insta crime, <laughs> Insta crap, I totally get it. I'm trying to put them up on uh, telegram as well. And then with the new site, we'll have all those going right there. Uh, uh, we'll figure out a way bear to get those videos up on the new site for the community, which is just coming around just the corner here, just the corner. Uh, and, uh, anything else bear on your end before we bring Dr. Scott in? No, I think you said it all. I want to get into this here. So uh, you do your intro and we'll get started. Okay, great. Well, as uh, for those watching, you can see today my tongue is blue. And <laughs> it's uh, been blue every day for a while now. And we'll, we're going to explain why. <laughs> I took mine early in the morning, so I won't smurf everyone out here. <laughs> Uh, well, make no mistake, bodies are under full tactical assault from our misguided brethren that bring us cell tower radiation, genetic tampering, and believe it's their prerogative to aerosol us like so many bugs on the ground. Have heart. The creator's design supersedes all when accompanied by our fully implemented A-game. Today, Scott Share MD, is here to share a real game changer. Methylene Blue works at the source of energy production in the mitochondrial powerhouse of mammalian cells, and his company, Troscriptions, has revolutionized MB supplementation. Dr. Scott Share is a board-certified internal medicine physician certified to practice health optimization medicine a specialist in hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and COO of Troscriptions, a smarter, not harder company. His clinical telepractice includes home as its foundation, that would be the uh, <clears throat> health optimization medicine, as its foundation alongside an integrative approach to HBOT that includes cutting edge and dynamic HBOT protocols, that's the hyperbaric oxygen therapy, uh, comprehensive testing, uh, using the home framework and uh, targeted supplementation, personal practices, synergistic technologies, new, ancient, psychedelic, and more. Uh, Scott will give us the ins and outs of methylene blue, beginning with its long history, biochemical mechanisms, and more recent rediscovery as a potent adjunct to performance and cognitive enhancement. Whether you're an athlete, desire greater mental focus, or have a loved one in cognitive decline due to the ravages of ubiquitous biotoxins, this informative and timely roundtable just may make a huge difference. I love it, Bear. We're going back to our wheelhouse here, man. Uh, this is going to be yeah. a fun one today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Scott, uh, thanks so much for being with us. I'm really looking forward to this. This uh, is kind of my favorite subject matter is just <laughs> performance. You know, I started out in the world of athletics. That's how I got interested in medicine because I thought that might be a way to learn more about the body. And uh, I always want to just be a sports doc and, you know, really get into a lot of the things you're involved with. And then my career led me into dealing with folks that were uh, very ill. And so I'm sort <laughs> of a frustrated doctor in that sense so now that i'm retired <laughs> i'm getting back full circle into what i really love and 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 what you bring to the table is right there 
So, um, you know, I've been uh, using methylene blue, uh, probably going on two years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was first introduced with uh, Dr. Francisco Lima. Yep. Uh, great guy Lima. doing some research. Mm -hmm. I think he's still in Austin, Texas. Uh, UT Austin. Is that yep. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, it just resonated with me. So I started trying it and I've loved it ever since. Now, with your product, um, I can not only make it more convenient for myself, uh, the transcriptions, which you'll talk about, but also I can pass it on to a lot of other people because it's really a hassle before trying to get them to figure out dose and and Droppers, you know uh, yeah. them calling me and saying my whole sink is stained blue and mm -hmm. <laughs> and so yours is uh, really making it uh, nice and I think it actually performs better when it's absorbed uh, but we'll let you tell us all about that and uh, you know you have a background too I, I'd like to talk about you know with. Uh, uh, hyperbaric oxygen. Uh, you know, I certified an oxidative therapist and, uh, you know, in my clinic years did major autologous blood therapies and prolozone and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And I just kind of want to get your contrast because I really didn't have a, a lot of experience with the hyperbaric. So I'd like to see what you think between the two, but maybe if you could tell us a little bit about yourself first. Sure. How sure. you got into all this and then maybe get into the whole biochemistry and that'll lead us into wherever we go. And thank yeah. you again. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, Bear, thanks for having me. And Mike, that was a beautiful introduction. I hope I can live up to what you just described there in the beginning. Uh, but it, it, my path is an interesting one, I guess. Um, I grew up the son of a chiropractor, so very out of the box. He's still practicing on Long Island in New York for the last 40 plus years. And so everything that I learned was non-medical until I decided to go to medical school with the high-minded idea of trying to bridge the chasm between what at the time was really just alternative medicine in a huge bucket and conventional medicine. And that really was not until maybe five or 10 years in practice that integrative medicine started becoming more, uh, more specialized in various ways. Like you had functional medicine doctors, you had alternative doctors, you had integrative doctors and various types of things. But, you know, chiropractors really are the first sort of like OG, as I like to call them, the, the functional doctors or the integrative docs. And so when I was looking to figure out what I wanted to do with my practice, I gravitated towards initially hyperbaric oxygen therapy because it was a fantastic tool for healing in the hospitals, but it was also amazingly used outside the hospitals for healing, for optimization, for recovery. Uh, but when I was developing a practice outside of training, when I finished medical school and my, my residency in internal medicine, I really knew that I wanted to be an integrative guy. I knew that what I wanted to do was figure out a way to kind of bridge that chasm, but not only use a therapy like hyperbaric therapy, which could be fantastically effective, but what can you do before, during, and after to truly leverage the technology? And so that led me on a long path to work with a colleague. His name is Dr. Ted Atracoso. And Dr. Ted is one of these brilliant guys that you meet and you just... You maybe like you, Bear, like you just get people gravitate towards him, right? And and so he created a nonprofit organization that was training doctors and practitioners on how to optimize health. It's called Health Optimization Medicine and Practice. And so this is a nonprofit that was developed in 2017 and has training programs for doctors and, and healthcare practitioners that don't have licenses that are working with patients and want to have an optimized way of working with them. So rather than treating disease, we focus on health and looking at health optimization markers, something called metabolomics, which are basically the real-time cellular processes of what's happening. You can measure right now, as opposed to your genes, which are static and don't change. Like you can actually measure what's happening. So that nonprofit organization got, on, got off the ground. I started helping and facilitating that. And I still do to this day. I am a health optimization medicine practitioner, as Mike mentioned in the intro as well. And so as we're creating that company, we were looking for ways to help people right now. When you're optimizing people's health, it takes time. It's not like you just took the last 50 years and then you work with me or another practitioner, and then in two weeks, you're going to feel better. It took you 50 years to get here. It's going to take time to optimize, to fix, to, to, to really cultivate that foundation. So what can you do along the way to truly help people? And this is where the transcriptions company developed. And 
We were looking for products. We were looking to create products that could really help people right now as they were on their path to optimizing their health, the, the bottlenecks along the way, the mitochondrial function that wasn't working, the focus that wasn't working, the anxiety that was under, that was out of control, the sleep that was having too many problems that was making it difficult for you to do anything because you couldn't function the next day. So the transcriptions company was created out of our knowledge of biochemistry, of our knowledge of cellular processes and energy metabolism, and how we could really support that along the way as we're looking in the larger picture of how we can truly help sustainably optimize people over the long term, everything from uh, their metabolomics, their cellular processes, but also their their environmental exposures, their circadian rhythms, their their exercise, their diet, et cetera. And so we have a seven module certification course for doctors and practitioners. And we approach health in a very holistic way there. And then you use the transcriptions brand of supplements or formulas as we call them to, to work on the things that are happening now. And the first one that we came to was the use of this particular compound, methylene blue. Uh, fantastic. And uh, methylene blue is pretty much at the heart of everything. If the cell isn't producing energy, it's pretty much impossible for the body to regenerate, perform, or do anything. So uh, maybe if you could just lead us through the biochemistry, get some technical things uh, sure. out of the way, just so so we can all understand what methylene blue does, and maybe a little bit of a history of methylene blue would be fun. Yeah, I like the history. It, it, it kind of dovetails into the biochemistry, I think. As like mm -hmm. with most things in life, you don't know exactly how it works before you know it works kind of things. And that's mm -hmm. definitely the case with methylene blue. So it started off as a textile dye. And that's how it was developed. It's, it's a synthetic ingredient. So people need to be aware that it is truly synthetic. It was the first fully synthetic drug actually. And it was registered with the FDA back in the 1890s. Somehow they figured out that this textile dye that dyed your blue jeans blue, it was the first coloring of blue jeans actually was methylene blue. It also treated malaria. And not sure how they got from textile dyes to malaria, uh, that's unclear to me, maybe some psychedelic drugs in South Africa where it was developed, I have no idea, but they figured out in South Africa that it treated malaria, ma malaria. and it was really the only antimicrobial around until the 1950s. And so it was used and still is actually, but less so because other things started superseding this in the 1950s, but used as an antimicrobial, an antibacterial, an antiprotozoal, an antifungal. It, it worked really well for chronic and acute urinary tract infections. And it's becoming used again for that now in various derivations. And so it was used as this antimicrobial up into the 1950s. And a fun story is that World War II pilots in during the Pacific theater aspect of World War II were given methylene blue to take prophylactically while they were in the jungles on some of these islands and fighting the Japanese, um, et cetera. And so they had songs that they would sing about methylene blue because what the major effect other than the the physiologic effect that we'll talk about is like the side effect in quotes is that it concentrates in your urine and so this could be effective for urinary tract infections but it also would make your urine blue and it does make your urine blue to some degree depending on how much you take what are the things you've had that day how dehydrated or how many b vitamins that you've had and what kind of coloring you're going to get neon green maybe but in general it's going to be a bluish that you're going to urinate out. So this can scare people, um, but it's also a party trick that people have used over the years as well. But anyway, so they had songs about methylene blue because you'd be, you know, pissing blue uh, while you were on you know, your 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 carriers in the Pacific, etc. So, um, so initially it was thought of as mostly an antimicrobial, and then after that, the first thing that happens is that they realized it also had some antipsychotic properties, antidepressant properties. It was working as what was called an MAOI, a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. And so it helped with the increase of norepinephrine, dopamine, and serotonin in the synapse. So people that take methylene blue will feel typically a mood boost. And the first antipsychotic drugs were actually developed from methylene blue. So something called chlorpromazine, which you probably remember was the first antipsychotic developed that was derived from methylene blue. So what they would do in the early days is that they would give people the antipsychotics that they were developing, and they would actually compound it with methylene blue so that it would give synergistic potential, but also they could follow people and make sure they were taking their antipsychotics because they know if they were taking them because their urine would turn blue. So 
And, and, and in that same way, it was starting to be used as a cellular stain. And that was in the 1950s and 60s. And up until present day, it still uses a cellular stain. But what does it stain? Bear, it stains the mitochondria because it's concentrating in the mitochondria. And over the last several decades, with Francisco Gonzalez Lima, as we were discussing beforehand uh, at the at the University of Texas Austin, um, and and other work that's being done, we now though we we now know that my, that methylene blue is a mitochondrial enhancer. It enhances mitochondrial function, and the biochemistry of this is very very interesting. It actually enhances what's called complex four on your mitochondria. So it makes it work better and faster and makes more of that complex so that you can make more of a gradient, a proton gradient, and create more energy or ATP as a result of that. So ATP is our cellular currency. And so what methylene blue is doing primarily is revving up the production of energy of ATP by creating more of that gradient. And what's nice about this is that we have a lot of people I know a lot of people that I, I work with that have mitochondrial dysfunction. Most of the time that dysfunction is on the first two complexes of the mitochondria, complex one and complex two. Complex one is the one that is the one that's primarily related to NAD, NAD plus, and complex two is FAD, FAD, F is in Frank. And these are both uh, these are both electron carriers that are coming from your citric acid cycle, which is your Krebs cycle in your mitochondria that are basically taking the food that we eat and then creating electrons from that food that can be shuttled over to your mitochondria to help you make energy. So what's great about methylene blue is that if your first two complexes aren't working well, it can bypass those first two complexes, donate electrons directly to complex four and allow you to continue to make energy or to rev up energy production, regardless of the fact that your first two mitochondrial complexes aren't working very well. On the other end of it is that methylene blue is not only just helping you enhance energy production, but it's also increasing something called antioxidant reserve because methylene blue is something called an electron cycler. And what that means is that it cycles electrons to the electron transport chain, but it also works like an antioxidant picking up free electrons after they, uh, when they are in higher quantities in the mitochondria. So when you make energy, you make ATP, but you also make water, you make carbon dioxide, and you make something called free uh, reactive oxygen species or free radicals. And these are okay in small quantities. Uh, the body has a, needs these as signaling molecules, but if there's too many of them, as you well know, Bear, what happens is that the body gets overrun by oxidative stress, inflammation goes up, the system starts deteriorating. And so what methylene blue does is that it helps with this antioxidant reserve. And so not only are you making more energy, but you're giving the system more antioxidant reserve so that it can neutralize the reactive oxygen species that are being produced. And so there are very few other compounds that do both enhance energy production and enhance antioxidant reserve at the same time. Uh, pretty amazing. And it's, uh, I think the, the term several, silver bullet was coined in uh, reference to methylene blue because it helps so many conditions. Um, you know, another thing that um, is would be interesting to people is uh, organs, the tissues in the body that have the most mitochondria are going to be helped the most. And that just happens to, want to be the ones that are under full assault these days, our brain, our liver, uh, um, our heart. So, um, and our it's, muscle it's tissue. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, if you want to speak on that a bit. Yeah. So that's perfect. Methylene blue concentrates where there's your most mitochondria that are the most active. So where are they always active? Our brain is getting 20% of our oxygen at all times. So all of our cardiac output, our brain is really highly metabolically heavy, whether we're just having a conversation like this, or we're doing other kinds of things. They really are, the brain is really working hard. So the, the, the mitochondria in your brain are working super hard. And then you have a lot in your heart and your liver that are working at all times. Your muscle tissue is actually your largest amount of mitochondria per cell are in your muscle tissue. And this makes sense, right? Because you have to have a lot of energy that can be continue to be made when your muscles, when you're working them. So this is why methylene blue is also something that we think can help with endurance as well, because it's going to give, to give you a continual supply of being able to make energy, um, while, you know, and giving you what we call an increased 
aerobic threshold or increasing aerobic capacity until you transition over to anaerobic threshold. Um, there's not a lot of data here yet, um, interestingly enough, but we do see this clinically. I've seen this clinically with my own clients, the people that I work with, and I am working with athletes that are using it and seeing endurance gains as a result of this. So the key, yes, where the most mitochondria are being active, that's where the methylene blue is going to concentrate. And uh, just a quick comment, you know, we, um, I'm known as a biotrain physician, you know, whereas we tend less towards a focus on uh, combating germs or contagions or illness, but, you know, putting the ecosystem in, in balance. And I'm saying this because we'll have uh, invariably some members of our audience that are going to be going goofy as soon as they hear antimicrobial and everything. Now, I started out, you know, in the conventional side, my first experience treating bodies was in emergency medicine. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big believer in both sides of the fence. And, uh, you know, and I've always considered myself an integrative specialist rather than picking a side. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have a strong bias towards uh, treating ecology rather than believing germs are the problem. But what I wanted to point out is even if you look at um, its history of uh, its efficacy of treating malaria, for instance, I could even explain that in a bioterrain model as far as why it would work, uh, even if you didn't believe it was created by a microbe. So just wanted to throw that out to quell anybody that might be having a furball right now. Uh, this isn't a debate well, you... about bioterrain versus microbe, but it works for both point, paradigms, though. is my point. Yeah. You, work, you bring up a really good point, though, Bear, is that the dosing is really important to understand. And so methylene uh -huh. blue is dosed in a very, very large dosing range. What we would discuss as more infectious dosing or for infection mm -hmm. is above about one milligram per kilogram body weight. So this is mm -hmm. so like in a 70 kilogram person, this is like 150 pounds, that's 70 milligrams of methylene blue. So that's a high dose mm -hmm. of methylene blue for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so if you're looking at the dosing, if you're, what we've done at my company is really try to dial into the literature and to see what's going on. And it's like, what's the kind of minimum amount you can take on a regular basis to support the system? System to help optimize energy production, increase antioxidant reserve, and decrease inflammation in the body, uh, et cetera. And, but at the same time, not affecting things on a, like, like, like from an antimicrobial perspective. So like mm -hmm. the low dose, we use very low dose at our company, you know, 16 milligrams in a full trochee, as opposed to 70 milligrams, it would be like the infectious dose or the ischemic dose would be that high as well. So the dosing is really key. So we, for health optimization purposes, less than one milligram per kilogram, about 0.5 milligrams per kilogram, or even a little bit less than that is kind of where the sweet spot is what we think from the research where you're supporting the system, but you're not causing any potential antimicrobial issues. Um, and even at the higher doses at the one milligram per kilogram at, or like one to three milligrams per kilogram, you do have to think about a couple of different things. You have to think about, uh, the half-life of methylene blue, the half-life for how long the methylene blue is going to stay in the body is about six hours or so. So at doses about one milligram or higher per kilogram, so 70 to about 300 milligrams, like that can build up in the body over time and cause issues. It can also cause issues with gut biofilms and also gastric ulcers. So the key really, when you're thinking about methylene blue, at least the way I think about it is that it's a, it's a very fantastic supportive for the system at low doses. At higher doses, it's great for acute issues like acute ischemia, acute infection in combination with other therapies but you don't want to use that high dose for long periods of time because it is going to affect some of those other parameters that could be detrimental over the long term. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I really wanted to talk to you about this. Um, I started out with the uh, you know one milligram per um, kilogram of body weight, and I was up in the eighties. And yep. uh, I just kind of intuited after a while to half it. So now I'm in the you know when I was uh, before I got your trochees, that was. Um, uh, taken about 40 drops split over two doses a day. And, uh, now I've even decreased it with, uh, with your product here. And by the way, this is what they look like here. Yeah, there you go. yeah uh, perfect. Yeah. So, uh, we it's found good out to they're hear called because they're... I just came about that conclusion on my own. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. I was going to say, and we found out they're called buckle trochies. Trochies. You're trochies. so close. Uh, buckle trochies. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of people over the years that I've worked with 
especially over the last couple of years that have been used that use the drops and then converted to our product. Our products are more potent at the dose as well is because the drops are very difficult to dose. You don't really know what you're getting in a bottle. If it's, if it's fully dissolved, it's, you know, it's very difficult. And then the, the main thing otherwise too, to think about is that getting pharmaceutical grade methylene blue is very, very important. And so you can get a lot of methylene blue out there that can be contaminated, unfortunately, with heavy metals, arsenic, cadmium, lead. These are things that you don't want in your body. It's still used as an antiseptic in fish tank cleaner. And so there was a great headline. You guys would like this. There was a, a couple of, it was like maybe like the first six months or maybe within a year of the pandemic. And we were using a lot of methylene blue for pandemic-like reasons. Okay. And, but the the headline was something the, the something to the head, something to the, the effect of um, biohackers using fish tank cleaner to reverse their age. And it was great. It was great. It was a great <laughs> clickbait headline and, and like trying to discredit us, of course, right? Because that's what people do in the, in the, in the media to, to try to get you to, to sound dumber I, than you I are. I saw that one. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was great for us. It was great press as far as I'm concerned, but, <laughs> but the, but it still uses fish tank cleaner, but it, the, actually it's, it's a bit of a, it, it, one, one additional thing about that is that it's not used actually to clean the tank. It's actually to treat the fish because it's an antiseptic, right? It actually makes the fish healthier uh, or if they have fungal infections and things like that. So anyway, that's just a little bit of a tidbit along the side, but the, but if you were, when you were looking for methylene blue, it's really important to find a pharmaceutical grade source. And so it took us about a year to find a source that we actually trusted. And this is even sources that came with what's called USP grading. That means that their USP grading is like the highest grade you can get. Supposedly you can inject in a USP grade pharmaceutical, like they would be the same thing you'd see on a, something you get from like the, the pharmacist, but we would test it and it would still be contaminated. And so it took us about a year to find a source that we felt and trusted. So even if it's USB grade, you still have to be careful. And I would still recommend getting testing from the companies if you're not taking ours, or if you could want testing from us and we're happy to, to share that. But so when it's pharmaceutical grade and it's dosed in a trochee, it's very easy to, to figure out your dose. And so the nice thing about the trochees themselves is that they're squares and they're scored, which means you can either take a quarter, you can take a half, you can take a full, depending on what you need during during that particular episode of whatever you're you're using it for as well. Yeah, and uh, just for the folks out here, I don't know if you'll be able to see this. You see that okay? Yeah, that's what they look like. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I really love your nootropic product, the Hanatine. Yeah. Uh, And what I do is I take that one in the morning, and then at bed I take the Just Blue. So, uh, can you run us through your two different products? What the difference is? Yeah, sure. I'm interested to hear why you decided to take the Just Blue at night. I've had different experiences with that. Some people sleep so much better taking it actually, interestingly enough, because we know that sleep is a very highly metabolic time, especially REM sleep. Is that what you've noticed or why did you decide to do it that way? You know, um, uh, simply an intellectual decision based on there's a little bit of a stimulant in the canatine. So I thought, oh, maybe not before bed, but please uh, tell me if I'm uh, getting it wrong here. No, you're, you're definitely correct on the, the blue canatine. I would not take that one before bed, but when okay, you take that's what I said. That yeah. one, that's the one I take in the morning. Yeah. Right. The, but the just blue, the pure methylene blue trochee, you're taking that before bed, correct? Uh yeah, just because it doesn't stimulate me. And I just I, I really believe that things work well when you're asleep. So if the, uh, yeah, if the I cells agree. have everything they need and and it doesn't stimulate me to the point of uh losing any sleep or anything. And then I do other things that really enhance sleep and also enhance the uh methylene blue, but that we'll leave that for a few minutes down the road here. That sounds good. Yeah, we can certainly go there. So the way I like to think about this bear is that nootropic is a pretty big category. Uh, Nootropics are what we think of as what are called brain enhancing supplements, things that enhance your brain to make your brain function faster, better memory, verbal fluidity, et cetera. And so when we created the Troscriptions company, we decided that the definition of nootropics needed to change as well. Because most of the time when we think of nootropics, we think of things that are making our brains more capable of performing a task, 
but they are not, they may not necessarily be healthy for the brain. But there is another category that's really what we would call brain enhancing formulas that also not only help the brain function better, but are also healthy for the brain as well. So we have what are called healthy health optimization nootropics, and we have performance optimization nootropics. And then we have a third category, which we call blue tropics, which are a combination of both, both health optimization nootropics and performance optimization nootropics in the same category. And that's where methylene blue falls in actually, because methylene blue enhances the system. It, it enhances neurotransmitter release. It enhances energy production, but it's also supporting the system because you're getting the antioxidant reserve at the same time. So like a good mm-hmm. additional, just as a, a pure health optimization nootropic would be something like L-tyrosine, for example. L-tyrosine is an amino mm-hmm. acid that in our brain turns into the neurotransmitters, dopamine, and norepinephrine, as an example. CBD is also another health optimization nootropic. A performance optimization nootropic, on the other side, that these are nootropics that make our brains better at performing a certain task, but may not be healthy for the brain, either in the short or the long term. So a good example of this would be caffeine. Caffeine is a performance optimizing nootropic. It stimulates the system to work harder, to make more energy, to feel more wakeful, but it doesn't have any health benefits exactly to the brain, right? We think there might be health benefits like for some of the other polyphenols and things like that in the coffee, but um, but in general, the caffeine itself is not health optimizing, okay? And then nicotine is another one of these. Nicotine is a fantastic nootropic. It's got a bad rap, of course, for good reason, because it's in cigarettes and tobacco containing products. Nicotine itself though is a fantastic nootropic. It helps with cognitive function. There's great studies on nicotine in Alzheimer's disease and mild mild cognitive impairment, having significant benefit in these patient populations. It's very short acting and, but it does clock the system. It's causing what are nicotine, these called nicotinic acetylcholine receptors to be stimulated, to produce more dopamine, serotonin and norepinephrine. And so as a result of that, you feel more wakeful, you feel like you're cognitively enhanced, um, but it's also clocking the system because it's not supporting the system in that way. So you have health optimization nootropics, performance optimization nootropics. You have your blue tropics, which is methylene blue itself. And methylene blue is again, supporting the system and also enhancing the system. And then you have what we call our blue tropic stack, which is methylene blue plus nicotine, caffeine, and CBD. And this is what it is, what we have as called blue canatine. And blue canatine is your Adderall type of drug it's or type of uh, formula, which it gives you the focus. It gives you the, the verbal fluidity. It gives you the memory recall. It gives you the enhanced energy for about three to five hours, but it doesn't have the same side effects because it has the supportive ingredients there too. It has your methylene blue in there. It has your CBD in there along with nicotine and caffeine. So you're getting the stimulant capacity, but you're also getting the supportive aspect of it as well. So we can use very, very low doses of things like caffeine and nicotine. We're using 50 milligrams of caffeine in a full trochee, which is about a quarter cup of coffee equivalent. And we're using one milligram of nicotine. And this is pharmaceutical grade nicotine, by the way, non-tobacco derived. And if you were smoking, like in a smoking product, you'd be using anywhere in a cigarette, there's about six milligrams to 26 milligrams per cigarette uh, of nicotine, along with the other additives and everything else that's in the cigarettes that that are making them more addictive along with the fact that you're smoking it as well and smoking anything is gonna make it hit the system much faster than a buccal trochee. These trochees, by the way, dissolve between your upper cheek and gum. That's why Mike's mouth is a little bit blue over there and they dissolve here over about 15 to 30 minutes. And so we have a slow acting formula there. So it's not hitting you immediately. It's happening, it's, it's hitting you over about 15 to 30 minutes. And so the blue canatine is great when you need focus, when you need to have a little bit of a bump in energy, when you need to have some verbal fluidity, when you want to have that feeling like you're in flow for about three to five hours. And so, and as a clinician, I've been able to wean off a lot of my ADHD patients off of their, their amphetamines using the blue canatine, because it's a, it's a fantastic way to be able to do that. And I work with a lot of clinicians that, that have been able to do the same. Hey, Dr. Yeah, that, Scott. That's a, it's a great... Go ahead. I was just going to ask, caffeine's kind of come under fire of late um, with uh, people, um, you know, 
there's been some studies, I guess, coming out showing that it's uh, depleting oxygen from the brain is kind of the gist of it. Uh, do you have any take on that? Any stimulant is going to rev up the system's oxygen needs. Okay. And so whether it's caffeine, whether it's nicotine, um, and as a result of that, it's something that you have to think about. And so when I think about using stimulants, I'm always thinking about it in the framework of, can they make energy effectively already? If you're clocking a system that doesn't have any money in the bank, you're going to default at some point. And so it's, it, it's, it's a challenge. I people that love coffee that want to drink it, but they can't. And, and so, but at the same time, I think low dose amounts of coffee, especially if, if it's done um, periodically, I don't think drinking caffeine every day is probably a great idea. I think probably having it periodically is probably better overall uh, for people. Um, although there are some good studies that show that three to four cups of coffee is a longevity drug in some populations. And that may be in places like in Scandinavia, for example, when it's darker most of the time, and then there might be issues with, the, with more of the polyphenols and, and other kinds of things. I think there's a lot of nuances here. So, so, but yeah, some people don't want caffeine. And so that's why we have our, our just blue, the one that bear that you showed the, the product there that has purely methylene blue, blue and not none of the other stimulants in there, because honestly, some people will feel just well elevated on methylene blue by itself. It can be subtle, but you do feel it. It's like not, it doesn't hit you over the head. Like if you take caffeine and nicotine with our CBD and methylene blue together, like if you take that trochee, the blue canatine, we've had maybe like 99% of people will have an effect of that particular product because it's just a, it's a dosing thing, whether it be a quarter, of the, uh, a half or a full trochee, you will feel it. For me, I just need a quarter and I'm good because I don't drink coffee all the time. If you're drinking coffee all the time, you may need a full or, or maybe a half, depending. Like usually a half a trochee is our average dose for most people. And so, um, yeah. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, I'm very caffeine sensitive. Uh, I can't drink coffee. And uh, when I have these, I have one little quarter or yeah. maybe a half sometimes. And then I first thing in the morning, I do my chores and then I go work out and it's perfect. Uh, if I drink even a half a cup of coffee, I've got the jitters and, and then I crash my, you know, it seems like my blood sugar just bottoms out. Just my body doesn't work on it. Uh, with this, there's absolutely no jitters. There's no come down and it's just a nice, even thing. And, you know, my belief of course, is what you understand is that it's a combination of all the things working together. Right. And we use such low doses, right? So the one milligram of nicotine, the 50 milligrams of caffeine, which is just one quarter cup of coffee, methylene blue is five milligrams and CBD is five milligrams. And people can get a significant effect like you bear and like me with just a quarter of those doses. We're not talking like a quarter of that, like that's a full trochee. So you're taking a quarter of 50 milligrams, a quarter of one milligram. So you're taking such a small amount but because they're working in synergy, you get this synergistic effect. And so it was really shocking to us when we first started doing this, that you could have somebody like me or you take a quarter of this and get significant improvements for three to five hours and feel like you're flying. I mean, we have some people that even take an eighth of, of the trochee and still get it too. And everybody's a little bit different. And when it comes down to deciding which products to use, what I think of often is that our just blue, our pure methylene blue is like your daily health optimizer. It's the thing that's helping your mitochondria function better. So if you have issues with your mitochondria, if you have chronic fatigue, if you have chronic inflammation, if you have chronic autoimmunity, if you have issues with, uh, anti with oxidative stress, um, if you have post-infectious complications of things like COVID or other types of infections, like this is a way to get your mitochondria back to improve mitochondrial function. It doesn't take the place of doing the other work of cleaning up your diet and optimizing your vitamins, minerals, and nutrients and getting and having better relationships and all those other kinds of things. But it certainly supports the system. Like I can't tell you how many stories that I've had over the last couple of years that I've had brain fog for a year and a half and I took methylene blue and two days it was gone. Or I've had joint pain that's been plaguing me for months and then I take methylene blue and it's gone. My blood pressure goes down. My um, my memory is better. We had one lady, uh, one younger lady, like she was in her twenties. She gave it to her 85 year old grandmother and she started, this grandmother started telling stories that the family had never heard of from her childhood before. Like just, you know, stories like that, like that are just super cool. 
Nice. So um, you do a lot of other adjunctive therapies that uh, enhance the effects of methylene blue too. Can you speak on any of those? Sure. So the key is just understanding the physiology, as we've described, we're making more energy, we're increasing antioxidant reserve. And so the most well-studied is near-infrared light at about 660 nanometers. And there's some pretty good data that it's a synergistic combination because they're both affecting the mitochondria in a very similar way, increasing cytochrome oxidase or complex for the mitochondria, enhancing energy production. And so Dr. Francisco Gonzalez Lima has published a couple of papers in this regard and seeing how it could potentially be used in, in models of Alzheimer's, for example. And so you don't have to have an near infrared light to do this. You can just go out in the sunlight because you'll get that red light exposure there. So oftentimes people will take their blue canatine or their meth or their just blue, and they'll go into the sunlight about 30 minutes or an hour later and feel the effects, feel the optimization, uh, the synergy and the, the enhancement of that. Um, at higher strengths of red light and what are, what's called photodynamic therapy, you can use higher dose methylene blue with higher strength light as an antimicrobial as well. So th that's the that's the major synergistic tool that we use, but you can also use an, in synergy with other types of other types of technology uh, to enhance energy production. Um, you can use it in, in, in combination with other types of, uh, of supplements as well. Like we often think about like when you're making more energy, you want to think about your supporting the system, you know, with with like minerals, for example, like your zinc and your, your manganese and others that are helping with the electron transport chain. Um, those are really important as well. And on, on the hyperbaric side, I always think about if you're creating, creating a lot of stress on the system, um, then you want to have the ability to help the, the body re rebound from that stress. And so I'll have people that are under a lot of oxidative stress already use methylene blue as supportive while they're getting other potentially other oxidative therapies that could put more stress in the system too. Now I'm not in practice anymore. And I did a lot of oxidative therapies, as I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, mostly around my ozone certification and, and whatnot. So how would that combination uh, work? And, and how would you contrast that with the hyperbaric oxygen? I understand O3 is a different molecule and how it works. And, but maybe for our audience, because I still get a lot of consulting phone calls where, you know, people have issues and are wondering, you know, what they should do. Yeah. So when I think about methylene blue, it's certainly a energy enhancer, but it's a, it is a very powerful antioxidant. It's been studied in various types of UV skin damage, for example, to be as powerful mm -hmm. things as things like glutathione and vitamin C and others. So there are multiple additional skin products that are coming out over the last little while here that are using methylene blue because it's improving skin in various ways because of antioxidant, because of oxidative damage. And so when you're looking at using oxidative therapies and you're trying to leverage oxidative therapies, you have to be careful because you don't want to have too many antioxidants around to neutralize the oxidative therapy that you're instituting. Yeah, however, exactly however, going, yeah. yeah, however, in people that have a lot of ongoing oxidative stress, but you're trying to help them with an infection, for example, um, you may want to have some antioxidants on board to help them. And so in the hyperbaric world, you know, we do think there's basically two things that are happening, right? You're, you're delivering more oxygen to sit to the system and you're also creating oxidative stress. So if you want to deliver more oxygen to the system, but you want to try to manage your oxidative stress, you can use something like methylene blue. I've used things like IV glutathione before and others to help make sure that the body can actually tolerate, the patient can actually tolerate the, the energy production or the, the, the oxygen delivery piece of things um, at the same time as trying to neutralize some of that oxidative stress. So it's a bit of a nuanced conversation in the sense that like in general, you don't want to give antioxidants with oxidative therapies. However, in some patients, when you want to give a certain type of oxidative therapy or get them more oxygen into the system, but you're trying to prevent them from getting too much stress, then you can give antioxidants ahead of time. But in general, what I'll do is I'll give something like methylene blue two to three hours after the oxidative load has been delivered, because then you've given the, the system the stress, 
the hormetic stress has happened and now the body needs to rebuild itself or, or to rebound with an, with antioxidants to help neutralize that. And that's when you can add something like methylene blue into the, into the picture very <clears throat> easily to help with recovery. So I use that a lot in people that are like that are high-end athletes, for example, that are looking to make gains. We don't give them the methylene blue ahead of time. We'll give them the methylene blue uh, at the higher doses, at least you know, with their recovery. But I will give them the blue canatine, which is a lower dose before their events and their and their whatever they're doing, because that can increase their energy, they can increase their performance. So it just depends on the a little bit of the dosing, a little bit of the timing. So when you're talking about stacking, you're talking about uh, using the the just blue and the canatine at the same time. You can do that, yeah. Or you can use them mm-hmm. like the canatine ahead of time. Like if you're like if you have a performance event, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm working with a race car driver, right? So what he does is he uses the blue canatine before the race, and then after the race, two to three hours later, he'll use the just blue to help him recover, help his brain recover, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a very taxing thing to be, you know, driving a race car. Right. Um, or if or we're doing this with workouts too, if somebody's looking to make significant gains in their workout, you know, blue canatine is great beforehand. Like you're using it bare because it gives you a bit of that energy kick. And then it gives you that focus. It gives you that, you know, that, that drive. And then, then they'll use the, the just blue later two to three hours later, or maybe before bed, like you are to help with recovery so that their, their brain and their body is getting more recovery. And then the nice thing about the methylene blue, as we talked about, it'll go where you need it to go, right? If you need more antioxidant reserve in your muscle tissue, that's where it's going to go. If you need it more in your brain, that's going to where it's going to go. Right. So that's the nice thing about our body being the super highway system. That's always shuttling oxygen and nutrients and the things that we need in the various places, depending on where the most demand is. So, and we have these localized factors, as you know, in our brain and our muscle tissue that can help tell the system, Hey, we need more, we need more energy produced here. We need more antioxidant reserve produced here because, you know, we're using our brains today, right? So our brains are the most, the most in need, but like, if we were running, like then that's where the methylene blue could go and, and help and support the system in those places too. Uh, Dr. Scott got a question. Got a question. Okay, go ahead, Bear. And then I have a question. No, um, you, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask people are asking, are there any contraindications uh, for using methylene blue? That yeah, was yeah. going to be my question, Michael. Okay. <laughs> We're Excellent. Synergy. So yes. So <laughs> methylene blue, number one to say is extremely safe. It is still on the world health organization's list of essential medications. I know we have the who is, you know, probably bad words around here, but it's not used for the things that we're talking about here. It's actually used in medical world still for carbon monoxide poisoning and for cyanide poisoning, interestingly enough. And so I hope nobody gets poisoned with cyanide anytime soon, but carbon monoxide is not that uncommon. If you don't have a hyperbaric chamber, methylene blue is actually quite good because one of the ways that methylene blue works that we didn't talk about is it changes the binding affinity of oxygen to your red blood cells. So basically binds to the oxygen tighter in the lungs and it lets it dump out into tissues more easily outside of the lungs. So it's got this really fancy way of doing it, actually, interestingly enough. It also works on redox in various ways that I didn't discuss because I didn't want to go into too many details, but on the on the actually making Fe2 to Fe3, like iron molecules and things. Anyway, so I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent. The It's very, very safe. Um, it's been used in anybody from you know children to elderly people. So, but in, there's a couple of groups of people that you have to be a little bit careful of. One is in pregnant women, there is a risk for a teratogen. It might be a teratogen for pregnant women and for the baby. So it's not recommended in pregnant women. In breastfeeding women, this hasn't been studied very well. I do know breastfeeding women that use it, but I don't recommend it as a company or as a, in my clinic for breastfeeding women. Um, and then at higher doses, greater than one milligram per kilogram, you worry about high dose SSRIs or, or serotonin reuptake drugs, because these drugs, uh, like, like your SSRI drugs, your antidepressants, they increase serotonin in the synapse. Methylene blue also does this. There is a theoretical risk of something called serotonin syndrome, uh, which is a, a syndrome where there's too much serotonin around and people can go into shock and, and, and it's very, very dangerous, but it's very, very, very rare. Uh, there's only been a couple of reports of this. So if you are taking antidepressants, I always recommend that you work with a clinician that can help you titrate methylene blue. If this is something that you want to work with. Um, and as a company, we can't recommend combining them together unless you're doing that. Although, as I said, as well, we use very, 
very, very low dose. And it's not something that I'm worried about clinically. Okay. And then the final thing is that if you have something called G6PD deficiency, this is something that's very, very rare as well. Um, and only would be an issue really if you were taking very high doses of methylene blue. And, and this is a this is a condition, a genetic condition where your red blood cells are more sensitive to oxidative stress and they can start hemolyzing or breaking if there's too much stress in the system. But again, I've never seen any issues with our dosing. If you stay low dose, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, those are the major areas. Um, when it comes to specific types of drugs that you're taking, um, there really aren't that many contraindications or uh, adverse event or adverse um, interactions that I'm aware of. But I always say, if you're taking any other medications, of course, make sure that they're, that you're checking with your doctor, that there's no major reasons why you couldn't take methylene blue as well. But those, those are the major ones. And uh, maybe not a good idea to take it before a shroom experience. Yes. So psychedelics, thank you. I forgot about that. So <laughs> if you're taking high dose psychedelics, probably not a great idea to be using methylene blue on those same days. Now, methylene blue gets out of the system within 24 hours. So as long as you're not having your methylene blue about within about 24 hours, you should be good to go. But yes, we do that have that on our website. Um, if you are a plant medicine person, theoretically, there could be an interaction, but it's you know, theoretical, but it's still, we, we like people to not have their methylene blue on the days of their, their psychedelic administration. Uh, yes, thank you for pointing that out there. Right. It okay. is interesting that obviously I look at my tongue still. I mean, this stuff is blue. And as we said, if like before, I think one of the problems before we had uh, these wonderful little uh, tabs is that you would uh, often stain your counter and it would really hard to get off. So my mind is always going towards the new science, new science of sort of what they're calling like quantum biology or the new biology and understanding mm -hmm. how structured water uh, with like Jared Pollock's work showing yep. how the easy water is actually doing electron. Well, I don't even get into, the, into that, but in, it's basically providing electrical charge to the cells and has a direct relation to infrared light. There's knowing showing. And so the color, in other words, matters, I think. And if we're staining all of our mitochondria with this blue, maybe there's some sort of interaction going on with literally this bright color blue with light and water and the ATP production that is related to all this amazing new science around energy production that is going beyond the biochemical. Any thoughts on that? You said it really well, actually, uh, Mike. And, and like <laughs> we, we do think that things are happening on that level, on that quantum level, because of the pigment color itself and interacting with that particular cytochrome and how light interacts with that cytochrome at the same time. And what is your mitochondria? It's deuterium depleted structured water, right? So that's, is it enhancing that? We think that there probably is something going on there. It's also interacting with copper and iron in various ways that are changing the, the cellular charge as well and enhancing energy production. We think that's probably pigment related as well. And if you want to get really new agey and woo woo with me, we can even go to the chakra systems as well and how these various pigments relate to the various chakra and energy systems. And there is some thought and you know, I'm, I'm not formally trained in any of these practices, but I do have some training. Uh, I have a colleague that's a, that's a Tibetan bond practitioner. Um, and then we talk about these things very much in sort of energy centric sort of ways. And where is your blue pigment? It's mostly in your throat and in your, and in your third eye chakras. And so is there a relationship to these? We think so. Uh, we think that there is an intuitive enhancement that comes with these, um, especially the pure, the just blue, <clears throat> especially with meditation, with breath work. And so I've used this myself and also with clients and friends in various settings. And, and it does seem to knock up your intuition slightly and it knocks up your, um, just your meditations and your, your presence as well. And so I think it's working on multiple levels is what it comes down to. Certainly we can start off with what we can see and what we can actually measure. And then you kind of go down to the energetic system and you get more nebulous, but you can, but certainly there, there is a lot going on there on the quantum biology side. I'm, I'm hundred percent certain of that. Well, I was relating yeah, to bear color. report. Well, well, we do live on the blue planet. Right. <laughs> and I was relating to bear before we went live that I took, 
I took uh, a quarter before going surfing uh, last night and I felt amazing out there in the water with the sun, the, the infrared of the setting sun hitting me. And um, with the with the the methylene blue in my system, I did not get the usual. Um, you know, I start to get tired after being out there for about an hour, and uh, and I wasn't feeling those effects at all. I was feeling more and more energized, and most importantly, I think really at peace out there. Mm -hmm. So um, there's yeah, that's what it was. Just my mind was going into these ideas uh, while I was sitting on the board yesterday. Um, well, color does make a difference. You know, there's ancient dietary practices that are all based on the color of foods and getting the right combinations. And um, you know, for years I've done a, a, a form of auricular therapy that was developed in France, and I have an instrument where I have a light that has a a little color mechanism. And I feel the acupuncture pulses uh, as I shine a light on specific points in the ear. And then you can feel the difference in the pulses in different organ positions just based on the color. So there's no way that uh, the intense blue factor in methylene blue doesn't affect us on that level. Uh, absolutely. Well, and and they know from uh, like speaking of the new biology, chlorophyll. They're they're seeing now with new studies that actually chlorophyll related to light in the human body, like a plant. There's something going on with the mitochondria and energy production there with green. So um, it's really exciting where we're going with understanding. I guess the deeper power of our zero point superconductive. Uh, abilities in our cells versus just the more like traditional glucose burning right. uh, bio machine, you know? Yeah. You have a lot of people out there that are talking about this now. I mean, they're under the radar, of course, but there's people like Jack Cruz, for example, who I'm sure you've heard of before. Yeah. We'll talk about how much light's being emitted from our cells directly as a result of the, the, the internal processes and the quantum biology that's ongoing. So I think that there's there's a lot we don't know, uh, but and, but it's it's starting to kind of come and and we're seeing that, which is pretty cool. But yes, I agree that color is extremely important. Um, one thing I would say though is that for our trochees, as I mentioned, you, they're they're designed so that you can titrate them a quarter, a half, a full dose, um, and put them up in your upper cheek here. But you can also swallow the full just blue, the full methylene blue trochee itself. And, or sorry, the just blue, any amount, like the, if you take a quarter or a half full, you can swallow it because methylene blue is so highly bioavailable that it doesn't matter whether you, you get an IV just about, or you swallow it, almost all of it gets into your system. That's very rare for most compounds as well. Most compounds that we ingest, like a good example is something like N-acetylcysteine or NAC. 10% of that is bioavailable. So you take a hundred milligrams of NAC, you're going to get 10% of that 10 milligrams in the body. But with methylene blue, it's so highly bioavailable that almost hundred percent of that gets into the system. The reason why we made trochees in the first place though, is that it bypasses what's called first pass metabolism in your liver, which means that anytime we swallow anything, it gets detoxified, it gets processed in your liver. Number one, that takes time. My favorite example of that is like you take your cannabis edibles and you don't think it's working. And then you take more an hour later than in two hours, you can't move, right? Because this is like your liver digestion can take a while. And so you can get, it can sneak up on you, especially with cannabis edibles when you're 15 years old in your parents' kitchen. And that wasn't me that's somebody else, right? <laughs> um, anyway, so, um, but the other thing about first pass metabolism is that it deactivates uh, most of the time. So it makes things less bioavailable. So that's why we have trochies is that it becomes less bio because you don't worry about the bioavailability issue. And then also the, the last issue is that, or the last reason is that it drains directly into your brain circulation because the buccal mucosa, your cheek mucosa is highly vascular. And it, because it's so highly vascular, it direct, directly drains into the brain circulation. So typically when people take something like our blue canatine in a buccal form, they're going to feel the difference in about 15 to 30 minutes. And it doesn't matter if you're fasted or not which is nice, you know, because a lot of times you have to take things fasted to feel things faster, but for, for us, you don't have to because it's just a buckle absorption. Oh, the one more point there I would say is that like in some people that have more brain fog related symptoms, I do recommend trying it as a buckle trochee because oftentimes I, I find with more brain specific symptoms, it will work faster this way, even if it's the just blue without the, with, and if it's not the, the our other product, our blue canatine they'll still feel it faster if they take it as a buckle trochee as opposed to swallowing. 
Uh, one final comment, you know, I'm kind of old school, just eat real food, think double plus happy thoughts and get plenty exercise. But in my practice, I realize we're dealing with a different chemistry set these days. People have things in their bodies that uh, don't belong there. We're all exposed to everything right. from, you know, Wi-Fi to aerosoling in the atmosphere and everything. So I found that um, besides lifestyle, it really takes, even for the average person that doesn't have any symptoms, it really takes extraordinary measures, I think, to, uh, you know, maintain or mitigate the effects of all the things that are being thrown at us. That's why I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, a lot of the things you've mentioned uh, and, you know, starting with methylene blue. So is there anything in our discussion that we haven't covered yet that you think we should? And then also, um, if you could tell us, uh, where we can find your products and, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, give people all the links they need. Well, it's been a lot, a lot of fun. Thanks so much, Bear, for having me. I think that what we haven't spoken about, I think is the, the key with methylene blue is that it's almost something you can add to almost any regiment is what it comes down to, to help support the system. And so when you're supporting mitochondrial function with methylene blue, optimizing the system is going to be easier because you're able to make more energy and you're able to increase antioxidant reserve. Now, it may not be something you need to use all the time, uh, but in the beginning, especially if you have a chronic complex medical illness, if you're sick, inflamed, lots of reactive oxygen species, oxidative stress, it can really do a lot very quickly for people. And I've seen people go from zero to 75 in like a week sometimes, just because they're able to get more energy produced and increase antioxidant reserve. So I would say think about methylene blue in cases where you're looking to support your mitochondrial function. If there's fatigue, if there's brain fog, if there's ongoing inflammation, if there's ongoing oxidative stress, this is in, in conditions like fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, autoimmune problems, long COVID, um, you know, chronic inflammation in various locations. Like you can see the difference relatively quickly uh, in a lot of cases. I mean, not always, but in more cases than I've been when, when I was initially thinking, I thought with most people, it would take a long time to see a difference, but in a lot of people, it's, it happens quite quickly when they can see that difference. So I would encourage people to think about it as a supportive, as something that can be added to regimens. Um, it's not something that, you know, that has to be done on its own. It can be used in support with other regimens that are ongoing. Um, and the, uh, I'm trying to think is anything else we didn't cover. We, we, we have a pretty large breadth of things well, that we described. Maybe here. one Maybe one other comment, um, just this is for my fellow geriatrics out there. <laughs> you know, um, it's really important uh, through the so-called aging process to um, to really uh, not just think old, but also to realize that your body still has the ability to be um, reset. Uh, you know, I'm kind of an old shock mentality and, you know, my 40 time now, you could probably time it with an hourglass. So I don't perform physically like I used to, but I still feel great. I'm mobile, I'm flexible. And to me now, aging is like another athletic event. Mm. It, I approach it as, um, uh, okay, bring it on, you know, here, how far can we push the envelope with this so-called aging process? And it, it really pains me when I see a lot of folks that I grew up with and we're in the same demographic and they just, uh, you know, I don't recognize myself in the mirror anymore either, but they're just really thinking, acting and moving old. And I really don't think it has to be that way. And things like methylene blue, as well as just, uh, you know, keeping your brain alive with good stimulation and still having passion for life, um, you know, can be a real game changer. So uh, yeah, just I, I think it's uh, we really need to reach the older population because we as a group have been sold this bill of goods that when you're a certain age, you OK, now's the time where you don't do anything and hopefully right. you have enough money until you croak. Right. Right. right so right. Um, it's just just kind of a bad, a bad game plan. Yeah, I like I think you said, I mean, the way that a lot of people think about aging now bear is it aging is a disease you know this is something we can and we can manage it right we can optimize it Thank you. and we can and we can hand it and we can really do a lot to reverse a lot of these signs of aging and i think methylene blue is a fantastic additional tool in the toolbox with multiple other things the nonprofit organization that i was mentioning earlier health optimization medicine and practice or homehope.org is the website 
Like that's where we're training doctors to look at things and look at them in a network in the sense of trying to shift all your nutrient hormone and gut levels to when you were 21 to 30 years of age, no matter how old you are right now. And so if you can do that, you're going to feel better. You're going to perform better. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have more sex. You're going to feel like everything is better, right? So the idea is that you're never too old to look to try to shift those things. And using something like methylene blue is a great way to support that system too. And, and the research in, in cognitive impairment and Alzheimer's is very interesting as a way to help with enhancing energy production in the brain. And so, yeah, I think my, my, I think my takeaway for people would be there's never one answer, but there usually is one primary answer. And that's usually like, you know, focus on the things that you can control and then work with people and find products that can really enhance that system that you're trying to cultivate and try to reverse if you're already on the older side. And so you know, think about nothing blue in that context. Think about it as you're recovering from illness as well. Um, and yeah, think about the canatine, blue canatine, when you really need to focus and concentrate and get things done. And uh, if you're on some of those other drugs, like the Adderalls of the world, like this is an alternative for you uh, to safely wean off those and to get something on that's more supportive for the system without the crash, without the jitters, without the withdrawal. Fantastic. So uh, if you could tell people where they can find uh, your work and your products. Yeah. So you can go to troscriptions.com and it's the word trochee and prescriptions mashed up into one word, troscriptions. And we're also on Instagram. I know not everybody loves that space, but that's where we are. And you can find us there. And we're going to give a special code for anybody that's listening. Um, it will be active probably by tomorrow. So um, it won't be active right now, but it'll be a code that will be, I'm sure you can put in the notes that you can get a discount as well. If, if, uh, if you guys would like as well, so we can do that. Uh, that's generous. Thank you very much. Michael. Beautiful. Got the link in the show notes below already. So I will um, let you know when that um, special discount is available. And yeah, uh, can't say enough by how happy I am, how happy I am with this product so far. So, uh, thanks so much, Dr. Scott. Been a pleasure. Learned a lot. And, uh, Hey guys, remember to get outside, get your feet in the ground, go plant something, go for a hike, uh, show mother nature some love. She'll show it right back to you and teach you something. Love you. We'll see you next week. Same bat time, same channel, 10 AM Thursday Pacific time. Have a good one guys. Love you all.